The Owner's Box is part of the In The Money Podcast Network. You can always log on to inthemoneypodcast.com where you can follow along. You can subscribe to the free newsletter. And not only do you have the Owner's Box, but also shows such as the Players Podcast, JK Plus One, The Matt Vernier Show, Red Board Rewind, Nick Luck Daily, Talk Racing to Me, In the Ring with Acacia Courtney, and Off Track with Maggie. So lots of great things to listen to. Just head over to inthemoneypodcast.com. Welcome to the Owner's Box. Now, here's Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Welcome to another edition of the Owner's Box. I'm Billy Koch, founder and managing partner of the Little Red Feather Racing Club. I always say that really fast. I don't know why, Michelle, but Michelle Yu is here. Woo-hoo. No introduction for you today. Okay, that's fine. But you had an amazing weekend. You you were incredible. Yeah, I think you were picking winners, except you didn't pick one of our horses that won which was i know i know, I know and why... i found out after like now i like literally after um like as they're going in the gate i got a text like oh the horse ran bad because of this and i was like <laughs> oh well thanks for freaking telling me now like appreciate that you could have told right. me before and i would have no been worries. like oh that's was why a, we missed five it was horse. a it was a fun weekend at at san anito there were pretty good crowds um some really good races uh beer can man obviously just was crushing in defeat uh, by a nose to chewing gum in a what I thought was a really exciting race. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Michelle, so we have a great guest today. We yes. have uh, John Sakura from uh, Hidden- Hillendale Farms, mm-hmm. uh, who is a he's just he's been around a long, long time. He's extremely knowledgeable. He's one of those guys, Michelle, that you know because I speak to him. I, I know him. We're friendly. Um, friendly or friends? I I would say both. I mean, okay. I haven't. I th- I'm sure we've had dinner before, but it's not. I mean, we're not best, you know, BFF like me and right. you. But um, he's one of those guys, though, that when you talk to him, like you know, he knows a lot about right. the game. Like you and I think, I think you and I know a good portion about this game, and we can talk intelligently. But then when you talk to him, he kind of has a feeling like he's got a little like more history and pedigree stuff. So it'll be an interesting interview when we get to him. But so we'll we'll get through these. Uh, three things of note really quickly so we can get to John. Okay. So the first thing of note is that uh, Gamin has been retired Ooh. from racing. They said at, at age five, uh, they, they felt like she had nothing left to prove and she was pretty much never beaten. I mean, she was a champion. She did great. You can't say pretty uh, they said much. That she's healthy and happy. You can't say pretty much never beaten. She was beaten. She was defeated in the, in the breeders cup last year. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. That was, I was thinking more like the Kentucky Oaks, but <laughs> <laughs> okay she <laughs> we can, always we can go back and edit that out that? but how about this she was a great philly she was a champion she was, she was champion. really fast and uh she's unbelievable and i know she'll have a great career in her second career as a mom okay so also one a of being retired ron bauer uh last year's preakness winner has been retired after the belmont they decided to send him for some time off and he came back and he's been in training but uh, i guess that he took a bad step is what i read and so they decided to not continue with his racing career, and um, they have no stud plans announced as of yet. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Uh, the other thing of note is that I don't know how like big this is for a lot of people, but Fox it, Sports has now secured the rights to broadcast the Belmont Stakes, which is the third leg of the Triple Crown. Generally, we've seen the Triple Crown on NBC. Um, and NBC also holds the rights for the Kentucky Derby and the Preakness. And they've actually done that for the last 10 years, shown the whole triple crown. So this will split off mm. the, the third leg. And Always good uh, to get some fresh blood in there. Yeah, I mean, we've seen you know Fox be dramatically expanding their coverage of horse racing yep. and doing such a great job with it, and I think people really like it. So, and, and that's their, you know, they're, they're basically a part of New York, and Naira is their collab. So this is uh, the step in the logical direction i think even if people are unhappy that'll be moving from one network to another but they did do over 700 hours of live racing on fox in 2020 so that's pretty amazing 2020 or 2021 2020 oh wow i don't think the hours are out yet for 2021 okay but fox and naira did extend their agreement for exclusive rights to daily racing at belmont and saratoga through 2030 
Oh, I like that. Okay. Okay. Um, and then the third thing of note that I have is also part of Naira, and they're actually going to start implementing um, gate sensors, and that's G-A-I-T, not G-A-T-E sensors. Gate sensors. Yes. What are um, gate sensors? So basically, they're little sensors that are going to be on runners at Aqueduct, and they're going to analyze the gates of racehorses in hopes of spotting musculoskeletal injuries or abnormalities before they lead to something that is, you know, blatant, like a horse really getting injured. I, I don't know all the science behind it from, but when I was reading from uh, before they actually started this in Australia, and these guys basically said that horses hit the ground with like X amount of force. Well, when they started to track these, if a horse wasn't having like a good day or, you know, they were a little sore, they hit the ground on a certain limb with less amount of force. And they were able to measure that by like the reverb of like the horse's, like the concussion of the horse's hoof actually hitting the dirt and then like broadcasting back up to where the sensor is. Right. Yeah. Um, that makes and sense. So, yeah. So, and it's like, I mean, a horse not, wasn't even like visibly off. But they were able to track like eventually he had been off in that leg and you could track back like three weeks before, you know, he had the lesser concussion on that leg. So he must have known that, you know, there was something maybe going on that the human eye can't see or a jockey can't feel or whatever. So um, they are going to start tracking this and um, try to pinpoint, you know one before a horse is actually hurt that they might have the ability to, to get hurt, I guess you could say. Yeah, that I was trying to really good. dumb that. That's a down. positive. No, you did. I, <laughs> listen, I was even able to follow it, so that's okay. saying something. Um, I think it's a great, great concept, good idea. Anything we can do to improve the health and welfare welfare of our thoroughbreds, mm-hmm. uh, the better. So, so basically, yeah, you know, when, when a horse is when a vet checks a horse, they jog them, right? That's the most visible way for us to see if a horse is unsound. And at the gallop, it's very hard to exhibit anything uh, from a horse's standpoint if they're on you know unsound or maybe gonna feel unsound and so this is a way to try and and take that into consideration okay it's cool right yeah very cool i like that good right. good thing of note <laughs> is that all three that's three. Oh, so let's get to our interview let's take a quick break and we'll come right back with uh the man from hillendale john sakura be right back just want to remind you guys that Adelphi Racing Club is a club of like-minded people who enjoy horse racing. And hey, it's the new year. It's going to be time to get into horse racing. Adelphi's founding partners have all owned horses and other partnerships and syndicates, as well as on their own. And the overachieving goal with Adelphi is to blend the benefits of solo ownership without the administrative hassle, along with the thrill of partnership experiences. Adelphi offers an interactive ownership experience with real-time access to their partners, trainers, bloodstock advisors, as well as other members of the team and they've got an exciting class of upcoming yearling prospects which are now available i have to say you guys get into it you're looking for a horse for the new year join the club check out matt m-a-t-t at adelphi racing.com a-d-e-l-p-h-i racing.com all right everybody welcome back very very special guest today we have the president of hill and dale john sakura is joining us john welcome to the show but thanks for having me. It'll be uh, sounds like it's a lot of fun, and I look forward to being with you guys. You know, it's not that much fun. Only when Michelle makes fun of me is do the people <laughs> have fun. It is fun. It is fun. It is fun. John, you know, I, listen, you're you're a uh, a huge name in the industry. We're very thankful that you decided to spend a couple minutes with us today. But tell tell everybody at home that or on the road or wherever they're listening to podcasts a little bit about yourself and how you got into horse racing and and specifically horse racing ownership in Hillendale. Uh, probably uh, sort of long and winding road. Um, like many, uh, it's, it's the only thing I had a passion for. It's the only thing that I thought I could do. So, um, I, I, I used to play hockey and when I was done playing college hockey, I played Europe and then I get back and my dad said, well, what are you going to do for a living? And I go, uh, uh, I don't know. He said, well, wait, wait, stop. Figure something out. wait, why, why, what happened with the hockey career? Uh, limited. I, I ran out of condition. So, uh, <laughs> perfect, that's what happened. Perfect analogy. The final game, I, I broke my nose bad. I got a concussion. This, that, and the other. The, the, the exit from my last year I played was in Denmark. 
and it was like uh, not some spiritual called destiny, whatever. But for me, it was a tap on the shoulder from God. So the so the last game we played for the championship of the country, I got a two hander in the face and broke my nose really bad. I was knocked out. Oh, uh, woke woke up, didn't come off the ice. Played, we lost the final. Uh, we went out to the bar, and I had way too many drinks, and my head was pounding. And I went to the hospital, and the guy said, "Well, you got a concussion, and your nose is really broken badly. We have to operate as soon as you're sober enough to operate." And uh, <laughs> oh, so God, the I'm sorry to laugh. That's amazing. Like four days, and they put all this tubing and stuff up, up your nose. And I, 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 I ripped the tubing out, which was. Uh, uh, to this day, I can feel the pain. I went to the bank to, to to get my money so I could depart. This is a true story. And and the, over that couple days when I was in the hospital, <laughs> they devalued the krona. So my the Danish money I got from playing, which was nothing, it was like fifteen thousand, turned out to be like seven. Oh so no! They, uh, my half the money was gone. So you can't... I stuck it in, my, in, in, in a pair of boots and uh, went back to Toronto. And my dad met me, and I, had, I wasn't able to eat because of the surgery and stuff. So probably lost 15, 20 pounds. And uh, he wanted me to quit, and I wanted to keep playing. And then so he did like most fathers do. If, if, if arguing doesn't, doesn't work, then we'll just ignore you. So he, he was, <laughs> I was going to get the message from him, I, I'm unhappy with you. So, you know, I... I I loved the horse business. I used to go to the races at Woodbine. I studied uh, the pedigrees of Samson, of Winfields, and, you know, sort of the renaissance time of Canadian breeding and racing. Everyone knows the story of Northern Dancer and Nijinsky, but, you know, E.P. Taylor used to sell uh, uh, good fillies there, and uh, Stafford, Samson. I, I followed all, all of that very closely. So I uh, used to run my dad's consignment from that 14 selling horses and they used to make trips to Kentucky even younger than that when Leslie Combs was sort of the you know one of one of the kings of the business and I just always thought that uh, you know the 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 land of Kentucky the tradition of 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 horses and the sort of the respect that the business has been a place is uh, you know that's that's where I'd want to be where whatever you do for a living it's you know it's a highly important part of the community if you're you know a broker you want to be a person. if you're in the movie business you want to be in la and if you're in the horse business you got to be in kentucky so you know i, I had a hockey bag and after considering probably a few months what i was going to do i had a chance to play in germany the next year i was going to do that and uh, i just realized they listen let's come to the end of the road we had a, a little farm on winchester road and a first van and i was you know, I, I arrived at Kentucky, just me, all my family, all the relatives lived in, uh, in, in, in Canada, in the Toronto area. So I was here and uh, I was kind of it. I'm not sure I had a long-term plan. I don't think I was very focused and uh, knew exactly what I was going to do. You know, as a kid, like you don't know what you're going to do on Friday. So uh, it was sort of blind luck other than, you know, I, I you know was doing lots of stuff in the business, and then you know, when my 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 dad was killed in a terrible accident, and uh, from that moment forward, it really you know sharpened my focus, and you know it 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 it, it all the dreams that I didn't realize I had sort of bubbled up from within, and uh, I said I'm gonna take this on and do the best I can, and uh, you know if I lose, I'm gonna lose all the way, and if I win all the way, and uh, you know, from that point on, I sort of had the, you know, the the, the courage of 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 of, of uh, trying anything, borrowing as much money as I can, taking as much risk as I can, and and really trying to make make a mark and do something significant. And uh, you know, I, I credit the, uh, you know, the the loss of of, of my, my dad as a sort of transformative moment where I just said it like after that. I've, like what what can go wrong nothing sure like, in perspective <laughs> sure. you lose money so what poor money can't pay pay you back so what? you know you're you know my 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 father's dead that's uh 
wonderful. So it, it allayed all my all my fears and and you know I guess in a strange way it's sort of a generational thing you know that you you, you pay respect to your to your mom and to your dad and if you're in the same kind of business you don't really step to the forefront and sort of push them aside and be real authoritative because you're 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 in the mix and there's the you know the natural tendency of you know there's father and son and younger brother and you know so within reason you sort of you stay in your stay in your lane so you know they was sort of directionless and uh just felt really challenged and uh you know just a fire burn with him to now i better make make good of, of of myself and and all that i came here to be and uh you know i guess from that i i, I didn't realize that i probably didn't take things all that serious up to that point you know <laughs> decently motivated but from that point forward man it was uh every day was uh you know it was like game game seven and whatever sport you play well that's you know it, it takes a, an experience like you've <laughs> suffered and to do that and you've done a great job at it um i know michelle has a ton of questions michelle let me kick it to you John, uh, I hate to go back in time because we're already kind of back to Kentucky, but one of my favorite stories I ever heard about you was the hitchhiking story. Can you tell Oh, I don't our know listeners? the hitchhiking story. You don't know the hitchhiking? No. So, okay, let me just like preface this by saying, I think when people think about Hillendale, obviously some of the great sires that stand or have stood there come to mind, uh, theatrical and Midnight Lude and Curlin. But I think that overall Hillendale is really known as like a broodmare place. Like you have just a, such a fantastic female line of horses all the way through your history. And to me, it really goes back to this hitchhiking story to show where your love for broodmares came from. Wow, it's uh, it's amazing that you that repeated that. So I I tell you the story, and I want to be honest about it. So I lost my license for dangerous driving because I was a <laughs> lunatic driving a car. And while driving on, while I had my suspended license, I got caught driving again, <laughs> and they took my license for I think two years. So I want to watch. The Bonfalucia's Kid. <laughs> yeah. Seaway Stakes. And this was, uh, this was probably nearly 50 years ago. So Royal North was by reviewer, brilliant filly, owned by Jack Stafford. And Lavoie's Juice was by Tentum at a fan for Louche, Jean Louis Levesque. And I want to go to the races. And I said to my dad, I said, Dad, I want to go to the races. Yeah, well, go ahead. He says, yeah, but, you know, I can't drive. He goes, well, I, you better hitchhike, I guess, if you're going to get there. He goes, well, <laughs> what if I don't get picked up? He goes, ah, you better leave early. So I left at, I don't know, like 9 in the morning. And hours later, I got to Woodbine. And just outside Woodbine, I was still hitchhiking. And actually, a policeman pulled over, said, what are you I said, well, I'm hitchhiking. Where are you going? I said, I'm going to the, going to the racetrack. What are you doing? I'm going to the racetrack. The idea is to not have an idea and this and that. So, like, in the back seat, they were going to they were gonna arrest me. And um, I guess I'd somehow I talked my way out of it. And they said, you know, no more hitchhiking. Just keep walking if that's where you're going. So I had about another mile to go. I walked onto the racetrack and uh, – Watch, watch that race, and uh, and just just being around Phillies and seeing uh, well-bred horses, and the the competition of the racetrack is always something that has that has moved me, and uh, you know that, that for me was seemed seemed like a normal thing to do. To just you got to get there one way or another, and go watch these two really good Phillies run. I can't remember who who won the race. They were both they were both very good. I think Lavoisier's. Wind up being champion sprinter in Canada. I don't know if uh, Royal North was as well, but she was uh, she was very good. John Sakura joining us here on the Owners Box. John, you you talked that you were uh, you know at the sales consignment for your father back in the day. Tell us a little bit about how sales have changed from that time to where we are today. So there's there's no doubt that that, that sales today. People who buy horses are professionals, and they have shortlist teams. They have vets. They have, you know, a whole 
dynamic of, of, of the process that, that makes them decide, you know, we're going to buy this horse or the other. When I first started, what determined what a horse would make was his or her pedigree. And, and you know, there were sort of known residual values of, of certain pedigrees, and that dictated, uh, you know, what, what a horse would make. And, you know, I guess probably Wayne Lucas might have been the first sort of confirmation guy that started looking at all the horses and, you know, not, probably not disregard pedigrees entirely, but it didn't make them – pedigree was not the original point of emphasis. It was the horse standing before me. And um, so I, I think that was the – that's that's been the, the biggest change. And now, you know, when you uh, – between shortlist and, and you sort of know right away if you're live or not. It's not the, you know, ped- pedigree is, is the secondary where it used to be the, the, the primary ingredient, not only what they made, but, you know, sort of how popular your horse would be at the bar. Now, after day one, they're a well-bred colt or filly, and, you know, they have the deviation or they're too little or whatever. Next day you go from, you know, 97 views to 18 and then, you get four the day of the sale, and you know you're you know you're dead, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, so that that that'd be one part. I think the the physical aspect of the horse, and then second, the veterinary scrutiny. So those are those are two distinct categories that that will determine how you do, if you sell, how well you'll sell, and they were essentially non-factors, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago. Sure, makes a lot of sense, Michelle. John. Yeah, I want to ask a little bit about the stallions that stand at Hillendale. I think that you have a who's who list of really great established horses as well as some up-and-comers. What's it like to decide which stallion you want to stand? And and is it competitive to try and get that stallion to your farm? It's beyond competitive. You know, you, you have to bid too much too soon. And uh, hope that you don't get derailed. You know, um, it seems that it, you know. Again, you talk about the difference between selling yearlings and acquiring stallions now, and, and in sort of yesterday, you, nobody would buy a horse mm-hmm. with unanswered questions. You know, before you run, ran in a great. And, uh, Two-year-olds turning three, will they train on? All, sure. all those speculations. Nobody would commit real money until they had all those questions answered. Now, I mean, the horses are being done so early in their career, you know. And and if anything goes wrong, it's a it's a it's a, a very quick descent to uh, you, know, you know, ten million turns into three million, and then you know the quote kickers incentives now apply in every deal so it's just so very very difficult to not only be the ultimate winner when you're buying a horse but to buy a horse at a level such that you know it, it's a sensible investment you know um you know two million bonus for this four million for this six million next thing you know i mean sometimes the bonus appreciation uh exceeds the appreciated value in the horse so the horse mm-hmm. becomes worth another million dollars because of an achievement. You might have to pay a three million dollar bonus. So it's uh, you know it's it's not for the faint of heart. You know we got very lucky with Charlatan. You know I believe that horse and you know we we bought the horse after a second start. But if if anything would have gone wrong, then it would have been a sort of a, a disaster of a of a, a of, of a deal because all you can do is pay more. There's never a clause that lets you. Hey, like, all the risk so, is yours. Wait, and all, all the ups were, we're partners. <laughs> yeah, partners. Michelle, wait before you go. I I'm just he mentioned charlatan. Also at mm-hmm. Hillendale is Curlin, Ghost Zapper, Midnight Loot, McLean's music, McLean's music, Good Magic. Like I think this is like Cantharos. if the, it, Cantharos is really. I think though, like if there was a, an actual race, like forget about stallions, how good they are, how bad they are, whatever it is. Like if there was a race, I'm not sure I wouldn't take the Hillendale team. With all due respect to our <laughs> friends at our good friends at TaylorMade that sponsor the show, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
Have you thought about that, Michelle? Look at that. I mean, yeah, who's going to yeah. beat that lineup? So, John, I want to I want to ask. So, do all of your stallions, or the majority of them, do you have to buy them like when they're racing, or is it has it ever been a, after the fact? This horse is going to retire and needs to find a place to go. I would say. I mean, there some horses that you know like when when i bought candy ride it, it was uh after his retirement but there's mm-hmm. been conversations along the way it it, it it i'm trying to think of an example of when a horse is open all the way and up until and including the day he retires uh, right usually, usually if, if and and i really can't think of that sort of high profile horse virtually so every how, horse how do you go through that process to, early on, like in, like you said, you bought Charlatan after start too. I mean, he was a little bit different cause he was dazzling, but what's the process like? Is it just you? Do you have a little team that you're like, okay, this could be our next stud. Yeah. I mean, I, I think with, with me, I'm very specific. If I, if I get turned on to a horse, sort of, he's all the rage to me and I'm obsessed and I'm calling and I'm, I'm trying to get the deal done. And I don't, I don't react to too many horses. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that I have, a superior uh, interpretation of what you should or shouldn't buy. It's just if a horse like McLean's music, when he broke his maiden, that I was, I was mesmerized, and you know I I chased that deal for two years, wow. and right. if he didn't fracture his flint bone and didn't make it back, I don't know that I'm bought. But I was at the OBS sale, and I know he was training in Florida, so I saw him on my way to the airport to Orlando, and so that's got that out of the way so if it, if it ever came about then um the opportunity would be there and uh, you know i say i say jokingly the first time i i spoke to, to barbara Banky about a deal with mclean's music and you know when i when i mentioned the price she never discussed it again so i i know i overpaid but we talked about everything else <laughs> you'll, you'll do what okay okay good. i'm now, in uh, well he's, in. but it's made you yeah. look good and, He's been a, a real. Well, you know. Yeah, I mean, you, you you take a stand on on deals like that, and you know, some people say you're an outlier. Some people think you're a little wacky, and then, uh, you know, uh, I just I, I like what I like, and you know, it's you know, hey, you know, I don't know that any of us are single, but if any of us were, you know, you're you're at a bar, the girl girl looks good to one guy, a guy looks good to another girl, and. You know, you, you just you just intuitively you're drawn to something or you're not, and um, you know it hasn't always been right, but you know it was right with McLean, it's right with Candy Ride, it was right with Medagladoro, and uh, you know yeah. uh, hopefully yeah. be it will be right for Army Mule and 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 and, and others, you know. So uh, oh yeah. You know, oh, those babies you're, look you're, great. Yeah, and, you couldn't and even get yeah, one bought. Michelle is not single, yeah. and I am not single. So unfortunely, you're the only but single I person on the show. But I feel like to go into a bar and find someone that looks hot. But you know what, yeah, Michelle? Yes, here we go. In the, the in the day. In the day. Really, the girls say that in about you all the time. Yeah, yeah. In John, the day. Heartbreak. Go, go ahead, Michelle. I want to know um, who your favorite stallion is. It doesn't it doesn't mean they have to be the best sire. Just who's your favorite? Who's the one you go pet every day? I guess today, if I had to, on my farm today, I was McLean's music means so much to me. You know, he's a horse that that came from nowhere, and you know, he's like he is a. It's not all about money, but he he'd have a current value of you know twelve to fifteen dollars from from the maiden winner, and that's you know that's that's a one off. And I can't remember the last time that's happened. Mm-hmm. So that's that's very special, and. Uh, just the way he's made, and uh, you know, we we bred Maiden Shivers first stakes winner, and uh, I don't know that was uh, that was sort of a, a self-expressionism of, of doing something really unorthodox, believing in it, sending mares, being all the way crazy, all the way there, you know. And mm-hmm. fortunately, it's it's worked out. So I I, I owe him a, a a a great regard and. You know, it started the relationship with Barbara Banky, who's been very important to, you know, to our farm and what we're doing. And hopefully, she'd feel, you know, I'm sure she would say that, you know, we we've succeeded with and for each other. So for for many reasons, I think he's a he, he's he's a pivotal horse for for us. But you know, 
makes, curling and yeah. others are you know, important. Makes a lot of sense. Got a Sometimes super it's, cute it's nose more, that I just like to kiss. Wait, who do you like yeah, to kiss? It, it, uh, McLean's music has the little white yes. horse nose that's like a super kissy nose. Very kissy. That that's how we talk on the show. Very kissy. We don't talk about pedigrees. Kissy, just kissy, John. John John Sakura joining us on the owners box. John, let's get into racing a little bit because we saw uh, uh, Courvoisier. Am I saying that right? Uh, yeah, it's just like the uh, just like the, the cognac, brandy. just like right. brandy. Right? Yes, perfect. Yeah. Now it won a big race uh, the other day at Aqueduct. Kind of seems like a horse on the Derby Trail. How often do you get involved in the racing side, and what determines that? So uh, every year, I try to keep a few fillies to replenish some of our, you know, important pedigrees. So that's a sort of standard. This horse completely error, accident, misfortune, miscalculation, stump bumbling, just never happened. <laughs> So, well, tell us that story. That's I got to hear the story. Life pretty much is. So, so we we had the Elevage dispersal uh, of partnership that we had with, with Craig Burnick and his family, and uh, we decided to sell the mares. So I've been in this colt, not thinking I was going to own him, just to get him started to hammer. Now I own the horse. Then I bring him to September. He's got this, that, and the other. He doesn't sell. Yeah, this is uh, all I'm doing is writing checks here. So I sent him to Eddie Woods, training with Eddie Woods, and I get a call from uh, Jim Spry. Jim Spry, I had uh, I, I didn't know the man, but he bought a bunch of horses and he wanted to do some full sharings and this and that. And I looked at all the story, and he said, "What do you think?" I said, "Jim, <laughs> what you really want?" You know what I think? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I said, I think you're in trouble. Oh, no. You're going to in trouble. It's this, and he showed me all these these uh, heart scores, and I said, Jim, he said, how many stakes have you won? He said, well, we haven't won any stakes, but, but so that's that's pretty good indication of what I'm telling you is, is, is correct. Now, what should we do about it? And I said, you need to unwind need to get them sold and if you want to regroup and try again we could try again if you want my input my help i'm happy to help you if you have it handled you have it handled and anyway he was like he was he thought i was insane and i didn't understand what he really had and then as he kind of got through it he realized uh oh this i'm kind of in in trouble here you know and yep. uh, it's much like if you go to new york and you go i've that sold my business. I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy a painting. So wherever you land, they'll have the painting for you. You know. Yep. So uh, the, they had they had the horse for him. So anyway, which I sold all of his horses, and he called me. He said, "Well, what about this horse?" I said, "Well, Jim, uh, he's in the two-year-old sale." And yeah, I said, "I know." I look at the catalog page. He said, "Would, would do you want to be my partner, and I'll buy half of them." I said, uh, I don't know. I really don't race Colts. And <laughs> yeah. What are you offering? And he said, well, you bought them back for X as a, we, as, as a weanling. I'll give you that. I said, let me talk to Eddie Woods because, Jim, I'm, uh, I'm not going to sell a bad horse to you. Right. Do a deal that, that you're going to regret. And anyway, called Eddie. He said, oh, I think that's fair. And the horse shows talent. And I thought he'd sell well. And he might stay in just to see how it goes. Good. Wow. Right, so we, we did that, and and I called Kelly Breen because I like Kelly Breen as a person. Yep. And yeah. I've always noticed that he's the highest of, 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 of stake horses, and uh, it, he just seems like a quality, genu genuine guy. Worked with Benny Perkins, so he's been around real horses and galped his own horses, et cetera, et cetera. I said, Kelly, I'm going to send you this horse. So I sent him the horse, and he trains good. And then uh, he runs, he gets beat. He runs, he gets beat. He runs, he gets beat. Now I'm feeling like an idiot because, <laughs> like, I don't know where we can run this horse where he can. And we're selling the dam in November. Oh. Um, oh. I don't bid on the dam because this horse seems like half a pig to me, you know? Right. And 
He's got blinker. Nothing happens. So he enters the, the mayor's house as well. But you know she's a champion, and and she's had, we've had nothing but bad but bad luck. And Kelly goes, you see this race? I said, yeah. I said, he goes, I don't think we have a shot. I said, neither do I. He goes, I'm gonna scratch him. I said, okay, good. So they won't let him out. Oh no. If you, if you scratch, you can't run for 30 days. So he runs. He wins. But there he goes. Weeks later, when I enter him in, uh, in the drove, we'll just have a look at it. And so we'll come out if we have to, right? So he enters the horse. He goes, eh, I don't know. But uh, what are you thinking? Kelly, whatever you think. He goes, let's just run him. He said, we'll get him fit because I want to run in two turns to uh, in, in the next spot, fine. He wins again. So now we've got a tappet colt out of a champion. Won his last two starts. He he's a stakes winner in New York. His buyer started like forty two. Yes. And now they're up seventy three. And if he you know jumps twice, then he's right in the thick of everything. You know. It's so amazing. It just goes to show you. Um, you never know what's going to happen in the horse business. I would have been certain certain that that the hardest thing in the world is going to be to try to find a you know a place for the horse to win and you know keep jim in the buggy and you know keep everybody excited maybe win a race or two and uh you know from a sort of fortuitous moment we're we're now with a well-bred three-year-old and uh you know that's always dangerous and hopefully he'll keep improving getting faster and you know there's Probably four, three or four paths you can go. You know, one one has purses, one has um, you know rep, reputation, and and others that important things at stake. And you know, so uh, whichever road he, he sort of fits, that's that's where he'll go. I'm uh, sort of no a, illusion under what he'll be, but you can't say he won't be something. Absolutely, you can't say he he will be something. So we're. It's nice to be in that sort of no man's land, and it'll you know he'll he'll prove himself sort of one one way or another. But uh, you know it's it's a good lesson for all of us to have about sort of having having patience. And after the fact, I can look at now you know Take Charge Brandy was she paid a zillion dollars when she won the Breeders' Cup, and everybody thought it was a fluke. And then she uh, uh, she won the Star. The Delta after, then she was named champion, and you yep. know this horse was slow and took a while, and now he's New York Stakes winner, and uh, you know that's the last race he won. It was exciting. He won a stake, and I I hope he'll continue and uh, you know get in the mix of the the better horses and keep keep climbing climbing that ladder. A name to look at uh, to watch for next year uh, this year on the Derby Tour. Corvassier. To cheers to. Cheers. There you go, Michelle. Michelle, I don't know if you know this, John, but Michelle likes champagne. Not champagne. Okay. Yes, Beautiful. that's her thing. But I thought this was actually a nice name. It sort of rolled off the tongue because I never thought of sort of the brandy angle, but uh, <laughs> partner Jim Spry, he was like. Well, we can do something with the, what do we do with the name Brandy? And you know, Brandy's why not I, but uh, I got that name and we had to kind of argue it to, to, to get, to, to get the name registered and approved. And we did. And, uh, my, uh, my, my dad used to drink that too. So it's, uh, uh, well, it's, uh, it, 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 it's it, lucky. It's kind of apt, you know, you, you need, lucky. we you. always say, and, and if you've ever listened to the show and you probably haven't John, and that's perfectly fine, but we always say, <laughs> I that, didn't know you. It's okay. John. We've only been doing it for like five years. Don't worry about it. He's got I don't know the things. name of it. I don't, I don't know, know where you find it. I don't know if you advertise on no, it. I know nothing about it. That's okay. Oh, John, you're actually one of our newest advertisers. This is amazing. You? Yeah, we're going to get you involved. Oh, now. there we go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, but here's the funny part. It always We always say a couple things, John. One is this game is really, really hard. And number two is you need a little bit of luck. And, <laughs> and you just, you've just you basically just summed up my argument in the last 30 minutes. I, I think w- without luck, You'll never succeed in this business, and and you know I, I think if you believe in what you're doing and how you do it, if you if you can just say if if, if in and an amount of bad luck does not cross our path, that over time 
it's going to work out, but it can be devastating. I, I mean, I think of some of the losses I've had of really important mares, really important fillies. And if I would dwell upon it, I would I would literally cry because uh, you know I can, yep. so many things can 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 interrupt you, and then you know some guys you know it's like you know the drunk in the street stumbling out of bar and. Cars are whizzing by and nowhere close to getting hit. They just seem to go along swimmingly, and they have no idea that that all the pitfalls uh, that can come. I have an expression of farm that say to everybody here: you know, there's a million and one things that can go wrong. There's a million documented excuses, injuries, happenstances, circumstances that can happen. Then there's one new thing that's never happened before. I can't swear on the show. But it just happened to you, you know? So that's, that's the million and one. <laughs> it happens and all the, the time. The farm, the racetrack, you know, the. Yep. Uh, it's just. Uh, the, so it's, a, you know, it, it's a great game. Um, greatness champions are very elusive. Uh, we're right to be cynical because most horses, most people will let you down. There's only so much in the tank. And then every once in a while, um, Something happens without limits, and that's the reverence of the sport. That's what draws everybody in. You know, people, two guys don't like each other, two women don't like each other. Somehow, somehow the other side is involved with a horse, and it's a special horse, and you can't help but watch that horse run and feel the the pride, the admiration for that horse, exclusive of ownership or the connection, just watching that horse run, you know, like Absolutely. I, I, I was in California when flight line ran and you know, actually I sold the damn feather years ago. But when I watched that horse and, and that's not to, to, to implicate that, that, that there's any problem with the connections because none whatsoever, but I'm yeah. just saying when you're neutral, you have nothing to do with the horse and you know, the, the a competitor owns the horse. It's going to be at their farm and you watch that horse run and you're just magically drawn to the horse and yep. you realize you've seen something special that, you know, the genes are not supposed to work that way to wear a horse so much faster than everybody else. And every once in a while, something great happens, be it secret, be it rusty and be it, you know, possibly a horse like this. And it's just, uh, it's, it's the, it's the magic of the game. It's the allure of the game. It's the challenge. That's why we breed. That's why you buy them. That's why, people watch them that's why there's a an industry trying to uncover them at the sale it's uh it's a it's 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 a great thing you know they're they're definitely wholly special creatures they're uh, they're they're different than just for me you know in the context of quote an animal mm-hmm. a there's a there's a, a spirit there's a intensity there's a there's a I, I don't know there you know if there were a divine creature i think the horse is the divine creature for it me. Makes, it's uh very very well said michelle i know you had one question one more question before we uh let john go since i kept him you know like 20 minutes longer than i told him. yeah john just you're talking about obviously bringing in amazing horses and we talked about um scouting stallions but i know gamine recently retired going to be residing at hillendale can you tell us what went into um that like how's that phone call go uh hey i'd love to send a mayor there oh, who is it it's going to be gamine <laughs> yeah well I, I mean we have a a long-standing relationship with with, with bob baffert and you know, we've we have horses for susan shoe and hal Earnhardt and you know uh, Mike Pegram and Carl Watson and Whiteman and all of his major owners. And that goes back, you know, uh, 20 years, I guess, or more now. So, uh, I mean, you, you never assume that, that it has to be you, but I was, you know, obviously to hope that we would be the farm that would get the mayor upon retirement. And, you know, uh, Bob was nice enough to, you know, be in our camp and, you know, the owner, Michael Lund Peterson, uh, went along with a recommendation and uh you know the mayor she gets in tonight uh she gets in late so she will stay at brookledge overnight and be here tomorrow morning and you know again you draw inspiration from from being around champions and you know it, i mean you treat them all the same as far as 
you know, your care and feed and, and, you know, the routine. But, you know, now we have, you know, we have Midnight Basu here. Now we have, you know, Gamine coming and you know, wow. those kind of, there's a sort of anima- animation. There's a, there's a vibe about your, your farm when you, you know, curl and when those kind of animals live here, it's, uh, That's pretty amazing. I don't know. There's a, yeah, you can there's, say there's, amazing. There's an electricity. I, you can say amazing. Yeah. I do want to say last night at dinner when we were reading about Gamine being retired, I didn't even know she was going to Hillendale. It wasn't announced yet. It was just like a blurb on Twitter that she'd been retired. Yeah, Billy wanted, Billy wanted to go to TaylorMade, but it didn't work. <laughs> And I'm sure she's been well taken care of there, but I did. But Ryan, my husband, asked, "Who would you breed her to if you owned her?" And without a hesitation, I said, "Curlin." I don't even know like how she. I don't know who her damn side is or anything, so I don't know if that would work. But I said Curlin because she was fast and brilliant, and he's got plenty of route, and he was brilliant. I think that'd be an amazing baby. You you need to be our advocate. I, I'm I'm hoping the same thing, but that decision will be made by 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 the owner and uh, with some of Bob's input and. Uh, you know, if, if you push Bob in one direction, he's certain to go in another. Yeah, right. So, um, <laughs> Keep quiet. I, 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 John Sakura. I'm going to tell him to bring go. to the other horses so, so he reverts back to us. That's a great idea. <laughs> John Sakura, you have been a gem. We have appreciated all your time. The stories were fantastic. And uh, we wish you the best of luck with Quavassier. Quavassier. On the Derby Trail with all the stallions and now Gamine and so many mares. John, we really appreciate you spending the time with us today. Well, thanks for having us. It's been enjoyable. It's nice to do something low key and fun and just conversational. So uh, appreciate you having me on. And uh, it was been a lot of fun for my part as well. All right, John. Good. To, we'll see you. We'll see you in Lexington soon. And uh, I'm sure we'll see you at the track uh, at some point this year. Again, thank you very much. Have a great day. Look forward. Thanks for having me. Bye now. That was John Sakura, Michelle. Fun fact about John. Yeah. Uh, I bought a car from him once. You did? Yeah, a truck. Really? Yeah. You know what, Michelle, let's take a quick break and then come right back. We'll finish up. We'll talk about John Sakura. We'll talk about what's going on uh, at Santa Anita this weekend, and we'll go from there. Is that cool? Perfect. All right. Bye. Looking for a good stallion in 2022 for your mare? How about well, this? yes, I am. I knew you always are, Michelle. But how about this roster at TaylorMade Stallions? Are you ready for this, Michelle? I'm ready. Instagram, remember him? Oh, yeah. Instilled Regard, grade one winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Midnight Storm, one of our favorite horses, obviously. Mm-hmm. Michawish, uh, Not This Time, who every time I look up, it seems like Not This Time has a win. Do you agree with that? Yes. He's the, he's the leading second epicenter this week uh, in a stake on right. Sunday at the fairgrounds. And how about new to TaylorMade in 2022? They have Nick's Go. All he did was win the Breeders' Cup Classic and probably be Horse of the Year. And I think this is one of your favorite horses, Tacitus. Remember Tacitus? Oh, Tacitus. Yes. You love Tacitus. <laughs> this is all at TaylorMade Stallions. Call Travis White today and get your mare to TaylorMade. And we're back on the owner's box, Michelle, having technical difficulties. But we're fine. We're here. We got the interview with John Sakura. I find him to be very, very interesting. And like I said, when we first started the show, he he's a he has a, a lot of knowledge and a lot of history when it yeah. comes to horse racing and with the pedigrees. And he's one of those guys that – but the nice thing about John that I saw, Michelle, and that I felt, and, and when I'm with him, I, I feel the Is kind of same thing. Is his passion for the horse? Number one, passion for the horse. That That's true. Number two, he doesn't make you feel dumb. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't, right. he's yeah. not, he's not showing off. He's not, you know what I mean? He's, he, uh, does that make sense? He's not talking down to you. Like, oh, let me tell you about my stallion, right. Curlin. Oh, look at your little partnership out in Southern California. <laughs> that must be so much fun. Uh, we have Curlin and Ghost Zapper and Midnight Loot and Good Magic and McLean's music at our farm. Uh, that, that was not supposed to be John's. Uh, I was going to say that was a not No, no, no. That was not a Canadian accent. That was a being a baby, like trying okay. to, you know. That was what that was. Um, you But you agree with me? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it was really Always. cool. And he spent, like, so much time. I think we could have talked to him for another hour. Have you ever been to Hillendale? I have not, but they have this new – they moved to this place. I think yes. it's called Zalapa. Yes. And it's supposed to be incredible. Yes. I haven't been there yet, but I went to old Hillendale. I yeah. went and saw – Oh, I have ball. been to Hillendale, Michelle. You have? Yes, I went to the old Hillendale. Yeah, I met Candy Ride way back oh, in the day. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, way back in the day. 
So Back in and the it was day. beautiful. Okay, so yeah, I've heard this place is just incredible. So if you you are going to uh, Lexington and you want to get hooked up and take a tour as a Lapa, let us know. All right. Thank you, John. Um, okay, Michelle, what's uh, going on at Santa Anita this week? Because we need to talk West Coast. Okay, racing. so first thing, obviously, I want to mention that the Ship and Wind program is still going on at Santa Anita. So if yes. you're a horseman and you're listening, it's a $5,000 cash bonus for any owner that ships in to Santa Anita where their horse has not run in the state of California in the last 12 months. On top of that, you get a 35% purse bonus for your horse's mm. earnings in its in its initial start in Southern California. You say 30%? Um, 35%, only 35%. 35%. Ooh, hello. And, of course, we have a ton of turf racing. Um, we can write turf races at five, five and a half, six, six and a half, eight, six and a half down the hill, a mile, and uh, a mile and an eighth and a mile and a quarter, and all kinds of crazy differences. So, mile, yeah, um, definitely – Recommend Two miles. If you've got a grass horse six and you're miles. in New York sending a horse out here. What if there was like a six mile race? Well, they do that two mile race in New York and it sometimes takes, literally the sometimes are I, tired. Sometimes I take a nap during the middle of those races. <laughs> I feel bad for the race caller, right? Especially if it's like five or six horses Don't and you're feel like, okay, bad. They like it's it. still new sponsorship in front. New sponsorship. They uh, talk for like for 20 minutes a day. A they don't uh, feel bad for them. We just talked more than hard. they do. It's um, talking to John Sakura. Okay. Also, one looking at the calendar coming up for this weekend. Actually, this is a, a big thing, especially if you have not yet qualified for the NHC. On uh, Saturday is the $1,500 NHC qualifier at Santa Anita. And Let's that is it. going to be uh, this Saturday. Why don't we do it um, together? Can we do it do together? You do it I don't know. Sure. Why not? And then if we win, you go? Yeah. All right, maybe, sure. we should, maybe we should do okay, that. Okay, so it's let's a try live to, money hey, contest. let's have someone sponsor us to do it. That would be even better. Yeah, because, I mean, <laughs> neither of us can afford it. I <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm on my phone because my computer's broken. I can't afford to get that fixed. Oh, so let no. me tell you about it real quick, okay? So yeah. it's the uh, $1,500 NHC Super Qualifier is what it's called. Okay. It is a live money contest, so that's not mythical bankroll. The buy-in is $1,500. 1000 of that is your bankroll, and the other $500 goes to the entry-free prize pool. And 100% of the entry fees are paid out as prizes, so there's no takeout out of this, right? So, like, basically all 1500 you put in is going back to people. Um, you can register online starting yesterday. Um, entries will be accepted until there are 10 contest races left on Saturday. So you could even, you know – Enter after it started if you think you've oh. got like a, a great horse later. Okay. The contest consists of all Santa Anita Park races and the last four live Gulfstream races. So okay. this is really a key in contest for people that follow Santa Anita, right? right. That makes uh, sense. The prizes include over $12,942 for the cash pool. Mm. Also, um, five entries into the 2022 or 2023 NHC, including, including, okay. including airfare and hotel accommodations, guys. You know, All that, right. So that's that, not just like get those, yourself. That's we're taking care of you. Do you remember the uh, Ginsu ads? But wait, uh, there's more. But more, yeah. Okay, but wait, there's more. <laughs> if you, also you get, get over 125 entries, then there are eight entries or seats at the 2022 or 2023 NHC, as well as nearly $20,000 in cash prizes. Hold on, Spencer. I hear children. Roll. I hear children. Um, also, and then just want to let you know about the format. Tournament races are all the live race at Santa Anita and the last four at Golden Gate on Saturday. Um, you have to wager on exactly 10 contest races, placing exactly 50 to win on place on one horse per contest race. Wow. Okay. So okay. that's the format of okay. it. Uh, you cannot wager on more than one horse in a contest race. Got it. And the maximum and minimum amount of entry is permitted to wager is $50 to win $50 to place. Got Otherwise it. you will be disqualified. Um, and you have to wager at minimum your thousand dollar bankroll. So Got you it. can't bet your fifty win in place on and one then race and stop. then yeah, and right. then stop. Yes. So you want to hear something crazy? Yes, tell me. Well, first of all, let's take care of Spencer. Spencer, are you okay? I don't know what he needs. He wants me to follow. Him. He probably needs his TV turned on or something. Um, I'm. I have a. We have a horse running first time in the country in the ninth race at Santa Anita on Saturday. Okay. Ooh, wouldn't people like to know about that? Yeah. So is that like a fifty dollar <laughs> win place? 
I would. I haven't even looked at the race, but the. What Philly, do you mean you haven't even looked at the I just, race? It has, it, the form's not even out yet. I just looked at the overnight. Uh, yeah, but you know your horse. I'm gonna say on the show she's live. Okay. 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 All right. There you go. All right, she's, she's live. live. She's live. Okay, so that could be a nice little tidbit if yeah. you're playing. What are her? Oh, she's got no odds. What do you expect their odds to be? Based on what I saw on the overnight. I'm going to guess less than six to one. That's okay. That's and all right. It could be lower. I just don't. I have, like I said, I haven't seen the form. So, right. and there's several horses that I didn't really recognize there. I think there's a lot of new shooters in there. It's a maiden allowance race for three year old fillies at six and a half furlings on the grass. So it's 12 mm-hmm. horses. It's wide open. The favorite will likely be the Simon Callahan horse of LNJ's with Pratt. I can't think of her name right now. I could look. Is that that comedic? No, no, no. It's uh, her name is Urban. Okay. Uh, I think she will get play. Uh, there's a couple of Richie Baltus horses in here. Uh, one for our, our friend Michael Iverone with Johnny V named Glenall that looks like an Irish import. Another one named Sunroof with JJ Hernandez. <laughs> That's a cute name. Yep. You have uh, Annie Song who actually ran really well at Del Mar for Mark Glatt and uh, Red Baron Rancho Temescal. They have Cedillo. So I think it's a wide open race. And uh, but we have a. Uh, uh, and who trains your U.S. debuter? Well, it's a guy who doesn't fare that well with uh, kind of overseas horses, <laughs> Phil D'Amato. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't. He so, so you know he struggles in that department. But, right. Uh, we have high hopes for this filly. Her name is Kitty Katana. Okay. Kitty Katana. Kitty Katana. Kitty All right, Katana. I like it. And I funny like thing it. is, so Michelle, ready there. for this? On yeah? Friday, we run a we run a filly named Badger Kitten. Oh yeah. So we have Badger Kitten and then to Kitty, Kitty Katana. Katana. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine the, the two-day double? Meow. The two-day LRF double? Let's get that home, Michelle. <laughs> Meow. Um, okay, so Friday, by the way, we do have live racing, and Showviver is back, Golden Hour, and there's a charity first handicapping challenge. Saturday, I already told you about the NHC qualifier. Also, it's the Vox Populi Awards, so they're going to be giving away a free print of Hot Rod Charlie if you show up on track, oh, cool. which is always super cool. Well, we have to mention Bill Strauss. Yeah, right. We almost we almost got through the whole show without mentioning Bill Strauss. (laughs) Unbelievable. I think Um, Bill Strauss is going to be there. Oh well, that's cool. Yeah, maybe he'll sign the posters. And let's see, the Great Two Santa Inez is on Saturday as well. So it's the counterpart um, to the Sham Stakes that we had last week. You want the lineup? Yeah, tell me. Under the stars for Bafford and Pratt, Big Shamrock, Blacker Cedillo, Big Switch, Sadler Velasquez. Mima June for oh, Wong, that's, uh, Wong. and Kyle her Frey. The turf race. Awake at Midnight for Doug O'Neill and Mario Gutierrez. Mm-hmm. And Miss Maddie B for Bob Hess and Mike Smith. And I'm going to start over because okay. I want to just name the owners, too, because this is the owner's box. All right. We have uh, Magnier, Tabor, and Smith, the you know combo that doesn't win many big races. Never heard of them. Never heard of them. Fe- Featherstone, uh, Maslowski, or Prince at all. George Kikorian, Scott uh, Herbertson. Redham Racing also doesn't win a lot of races at Santa at Santa Anita. Really struggles, and the Westlake Racing Stable. Those are your owners. Those are your horses. Those are your trainers. Those are your jockeys for the Grade Two Santa Inez Stakes. Two hundred thousand dollars guaranteed for fillies three years old at seven furlongs this Saturday at the Great Race Place. Excellent. And then racing, of course, <laughs> will continue through Sunday with the Las Cienega Stakes. I don't suppose you have when, the lineup for that yet. When do you think Pete one is not going to show up one day, and I just have to do the the internal show with you? It's called the simulcast. What is it called? Simulcast. Sorry. Simulcast. Sorry. When do I, I? I would like to do that with you one day. Yeah. Can I be, be like fun. a special no, guest? No. You know what though? You would be. You would be so off the rails. <laughs> like you have to be really disciplined in the simulcast, and you would go off on like ta- I don't know if they would let you. Okay. You go off on too many chant tangents. I probably would. I'd be on like the soapbox. I'm like, how? Why are they betting this horse? Right. <laughs> <laughs> By the All way. Right. I got so much props for hitting uh, Solo Animo as my top choice. Oh, nice. Good job. Crazy. Everyone was like, raw, 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 and then afterwards it was like, oh. Yeah, good. Good for you. Good, good for j- Phil. Good job, Thank Michelle. you, Phil. Thank you, That's Phil. all I need is Phil. Thank you, Phil. We have some Phil stories. We'll get some Phil stories. One, we, You know what? We ought to have Phil on the air one day. We He'd should be have fun. a magician. He'd be fun. Um, all right. If you need more information about horse ownership, email me, Billy at LittleRedFeather.com. Hit us up on the show on the Twitter, uh, at Own a Horse. I know I like it calling it that. Though. Twitter. I just it's like not. It's mm-hmm. on the line. 
No. It's not? It's not the Twitter? Mm-mm. At BKLRF, at the Michelle Yu uh, on Twitter. And uh, listen, enjoy racing. It's it's very good right now at Santa Anita. It's a lot of fun. Some some Actually, some ni- had some nice fields last weekend. I'm looking at the Saturday. Uh, some pretty good fields. Some short fields. The dirt races are a little short, but... Uh, that's, uh, that's what's happening in our world right now. So, um, listen, Michelle, thank you. Thanks to John Sakura. Thanks to all our sponsors. Taylor made, we are really appreciated of, uh, Santa Anita Taylor made. I thought I said Taylor made stallions and, um, being part of the, in the money media network. Did I say that? I always mess it up. Did I say it right? Yeah. In the money media network. Michelle, you're a beauty. We love you. And, uh, we'll see you this weekend at Santa Anita. Sounds great. See you there. Meow. Bye. I like the meow better. <laughs> Bye.